This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Roundball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, February 28th, apparently, and today we are looking at some key takeaways from the weekend, some storylines to watch this week. We have a ton of injury updates to ponder and as always some updated waiver wire pickups coming out of the weekend i'm joined by steve alexander who in a word steve how was your weekend in a word great great yeah great i'm i'm thrilled to hear it and do you want now do you want to add anything do you want to add anything we've got the great do you want to add anything i played golf i actually played well i made i, I really didn't miss any putts matt it's funny how if you stop missing three foot putts your golf score improves quickly Three-foot putts and I do not get along very well. I watched two basketball games on Sunday night. I watched the Lakers Mm -hmm. get absolutely blistered by the Pelicans. Yes. Yes, they they did. Down 30 the whole game. What did you say? We we decided that LeBron and Westbrook had 14 turnovers and four assists between them. That's correct. Yes. that's, That's great. Yeah, the Lakers look really, really bad. Pelicans actually look kind of good. And then I also watched that Dallas Mavericks comeback win. They were down 20-something to the Warriors. And Luka kind of went off late. They they came back, made up 18-point deficit in the last 10 minutes, I think, won, won the game. And Luka, Luka had 34 points, but he had nine turnovers and two assists, which yeah, he's strange. right there with LeBron and, and Westy, except – the Mavericks got one of the biggest wins of the year and sit at 38 and 25. So he gets a pass for his nine turnovers and two assists. Whereas the Lakers are just a utter complete mess at 27 and 33. I'm still trying to figure out how the Mavs won that game. 24 points from Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench. Notably, perhaps we'll mention his name when we get into some waiver wire pickups to come. But Steve, let's Get into some of these injury updates and some of the big storylines that we need to keep in mind at the start of this week. This one, and we're going to start in Brooklyn. This is via Adrian Wojnarowski. Kevin Durant, originally we had news via Woj that he could play Monday. We now know that he's out for Monday. Uh, he's been ruled out for Monday. Either way, all indications are we think that he's close, Steve. KD's return is definitely looming. It is looming, and that means a three-game week is coming Probably for KD. I'm guessing he misses Monday and plays in the next one. Heart, or uh, that That's going to have ramifications down the line for the Brooklyn Nets, although nobody's really going crazy there anyway. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see KD, KD back in the league. The Nets did meet uh, beat the Bucs on Saturday night, by the way. And in other Nets news, New York City Mayor Eric Adams has said that the city's Indoor vaccine requirements for indoor dining, fitness, and entertainment is on track to be lifted March 7th. Now, originally, everyone's thinking, okay, great. That means Kyrie is going to be able to play in home games. However, according to Shamstrania of The Athletic, there is a private sector mandate that 
as of now, will still prevent Kyrie from playing in home games until that is lifted, Steve. So we're kind of still in this holding pattern, though maybe getting closer, it sounds like, even though that March 7th date isn't the one necessarily. I've been saying that he's going to have the mandate lifted all along, and I still believe that's going to be the case. It may not happen March 7th, but it's going to be close to then. I, I know the the mayor wants it to get done. Everybody, I think everybody at this point wants Kyrie to be able to play So in those home games. So hopefully that is coming soon. Matt, what's the impact when um, – first of all, Ben Simmons still has a big – Oh, next to his name. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Well, we might as well just do that one right now because also according to Shams Charania, he is now dealing with back soreness that will require strengthening over a period of time before he can return. And a lot of skeptics, I think, are saying that he is avoiding that March 10th matchup with the Sixers. And if you are a you know that cynical, which I understand if you are, you're going to see that back trouble clear up magically right after March 10th. And we'll see... Ben Simmons back after then, Steve. Is that where you land? That that's I was going to say. Like we're, I was going to let you guess where I stand on that. <laughs> as as a Ben Simmons super fan, I'm going to guess. Yes, you you are on the side of that back getting quite a bit better after March 10th. Dude, you haven't done anything in a year. I'm not even going to get into it. It's yeah. I I tell you what. Mm. So anyway, if Kevin Durant comes back and plays and Kyrie Irving starts playing this week and we get Ben Simmons back at some point. Does that mean that Cam Thomas, LaMarcus Aldridge, all, all these guys, I guess everybody except Andre Drummond and Seth Curry would become useless. Probably. But I mean, we're still not quite, we're, I mean, we're still not there yet. Really? We're not. We still don't know when Ben Simmons is going to play. Honestly, he may not play this year. I mean, I still, I, I err on the side of he, probably plays this month but we're probably waiting till after march 10th it seems like steve meanwhile a couple other significant injury updates this is according to the athletics eric kareen og ananobi has a right ring finger that i believe is broken i mean he's playing to see a specialist on monday he's been out i mean this is a pretty significant one steve at the start of this is the raptors five game week right that we're, we're starting right now it is and i think uh everybody was everybody's pumped like if you if you have any other raptors not named Ananobi, like Pascal Siakam. This is big news for him. Scotty Barnes. This really helps Scotty Barnes. It probably helps Gary Trent. And then you get to the bench. I, it also helps Chris Boucher and Precious Achua. Boucher, who I called Chris Bosch on, was it Friday or Thursday, Matt? I think it was. It must have been Thursday because I would know. I, I keep a chart. I have a chart of your Bosch references, a running tally. Someone yelled at me quite. Oh, it was on. Uh, it was on the Twitter Spaces thing I did with Jared. Okay. I mean, I threw Bosch out there before I even got the finished with the shh part of that. He's like Boucher. You said Bosch, and I'm like, oh man, I did it again. That's that's incredible. So Chris Boucher is the guy everybody was excited about. But when you go out there and look at your league's waiver wire right now, Precious Achua is the one sitting there. Mm -hmm. And in a five-game week with no OG Ananobi, I am all over that. Yeah, Chua had 21 points and nine rebounds in 30 minutes against the Hawks on Saturday. Seems to raise his play against the Hawks for whatever reason. And by the way, Steve, I know you were mad because this guy, I think, was in your FanDuel lineup on Friday and he did nothing for you. But Thaddeus Young... In this five-game week, given this landscape, in a deeper league, I think you have to at least consider him. Now, I'm not 
Going to go overboard with excitement here, but he had 10 points, two rebounds, three assists with two steals and a triple on Saturday. He's played 21, 21, and 22 minutes the last three games. So expectations very much in check, but in a five-game week, he's on our radar. I'm with you. Okay. I, I think Thaddeus Young is at least worth a look. I'm not running running out there to pick him up. Yeah. But if I've got somebody on my team that I want to drop, and that's the best thing I see out there, I'm, I'm good with it. By the way, Fred Van Vliet, as we record this, early Monday afternoon was questionable with right knee soreness. I'm a little worried about him during this five-game week, Steve, potentially missing some time. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he doubtful on Saturday before he then ended up playing? I'll double-check that. But the bottom line is, I, I, where I have Fred Van Vliet, I'm kind of preparing myself for him to possibly miss some time this week. Well, I'm going to... I'm going to defer to you on weekend questions about availability. No, that, that is true. I literally, he was doubtful. He was doubtful then played. I clock out on Friday at noon and I am right. not, or Friday at one once our podcast is over and I'm not really back until uh, Sunday night. Yeah. Fair. Toronto this week, I believe their schedule is back to back Monday and Tuesday and back to back Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. And then they have a game on Sunday. So that's a pair of back-to-backs for Freddie Van Vliet. He's already got a banged up knee. He could sit out two of those games easily. Yeah. I'm preparing. And their their first back-to-back is Brooklyn, Brooklyn. At this point, I'll be happy if Van Vliet plays four games this week even. But anyways, that's something to monitor on the player news page on NBC Sports Edge powered by Roto World, Steve. And more news, more injury news. Adrian Wojnarowski reports that, I hope you're ready for this, Michael Porter Jr. is expected to return to the floor sometime in March. And that's the month that begins tomorrow. So in theory, I, again, I'm, I think I'm in the same place we were a couple weeks ago when we talked about this. I still don't have my fingers crossed that you're going to have a productive MPJ in time for him to make an impact in your fantasy playoffs. But I think just in case he ramps up quickly, he's a worthwhile stash if you can put him on an IL spot. He's worth a stash for sure. I looked at him in like four different leagues and just left him sitting there because I don't really, I really don't. It, the playoffs are here, man. You can't, it's it's too late to be stashing people, I think. <laughs> I mean, for some of us, it is. It depends on what's going on with your roster. I think it's a roster by roster. It depends on how situation. big your league is and all, all that stuff. But um, yeah. I feel like I need guys who are going to help me right now and not someone just taking up a roster spot in hopes that he'll come back for my championship week if I'm still alive then. You know, I I can't do it. Yes. As much as I love MPJ. It's a luxury it's a luxury stash. Absolutely. It's a luxury stash. You know, maybe you're a, maybe you're a team that is on in line for a, a buy in your fantasy playoffs. You know, you can and you have multiple IL spots. If you can, it, it's worth you know, making sure he's on your roster. Meanwhile, James Harden debuted for the Sixers over the weekend, played two games and put up some huge numbers. Uh, his first game for Philly, 27 points, eight rebounds, 12 assists. Then Sunday, a triple-double, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 16 assists, five steals, three threes. So obviously excellent news for uh, those who have Harden rostered. He looks ready to go in Philly. The question, though, Steve, coming into this, for me personally, I was worried about Tyrese Maxey taking a big hit from Harden's arrival. Turns out 
Maxi was just fine over the weekend. He was actually better than just fine. 28 points, then 21 points in back-to-back games. It was Tobias Harris who initially has taken the bigger hit, six points and 12 points in two games. So I, I'm cautious about overreacting really too much, especially I just look at the situation in New Orleans where we were all worried about Brandon Ingram with CJ McCollum, but Ingram seems to have figured it out. I tend to think Harris will be okay, but uh, what is what are your thoughts on all of this? Uh, it's interesting because... One of my friends from college, his name is Scott. I think his name is Scott Peoples. We always called him P Apples because his name. Wait, wait. how good what? of a friend he can? How good of a friend can this guy be if you don't know his name? I think I his think, name. I think is... the technically technical way to say his name is Peoples, but we always call him P Apples. Okay, yeah. Well, that's what we'll call him. We'll, you and I'll call him that too. P Apples is a Philadelphia 76ers uh, psycho fan. He loves them. And we argue all the time on Facebook okay. about the Sixers and whatnot. And he has been saying all along that Maxi is going to benefit from the arrival of James Harden. And I was like, well, no, Harden's usage rate is so high that Maxi's points will have to take a hit and his assists are definitely going to drop. Right. And he's like, eh, his points will go up, his assists will go down. I still don't know that I'm buying that. Like you said, Tobias Harris has really been the guy that's taken it. Maxi, no doubt about it, man. He played great in those two Harden games this weekend, but I still find it hard to believe that Maxi is going to be as good as he once was. Now, the good news is that if you were worried about him coming into the weekend, you certainly aren't worried about him now, and you just let him rip in your lineup. And by the way, P. Apples was spot on if that's really what he said because Maxi, as I said, the scoring was good over the weekend. The assists were down two and three assists in back-to-back games. So maybe this guy's onto something. I've always thought... Peeps. Peeps. Oh, peeps. But yeah, I mean, are, are you... Speaking of Harris, though, are you... We're not freaking out yet, are we? Maybe a little? How freaked out are you? How old, how old is Tobias Harris? Can we play that game? I think I, think I say 29. I'm going 30. All right. Now you keep talking about Tobias Harris while I look it up. I would like to go 31. I don't think you're going to want to do I'm that. Not gonna, I'm not going to do that. He's he's 29. You're right. Yeah. He's 29. I'm a little worried about him just because he's he's Peeps has been down on Tobias Harris all year. Peeps has not been happy okay. about, from what I can gather, missed layups, uh, poor scoring. Uh-huh. Just not being not not as effective as he used to be. And I haven't really watched him play that much, so I don't know. But I mean, the 12 points, five rebounds, two assists in 35 minutes on Sunday, that's a little concerning, especially against the Knicks. And by the way, I mean, his numbers were way worse than that. I think he got to that 12 points late, if I'm remembering correctly, just from following that game as it unfolded. So, yeah, I mean. Won't shock me at all to see Tobias Harris figure it out, but I guess initially there's a little bit of cause for concern here. The Blazers announced, Steve, on Sunday that Damian Lillard will be reevaluated in two to three weeks, which is a little bit of a non-update, I'd say. I mean, I, for, I imagine this doesn't move the needle for you all that much. Mm, zero. No, no way. He's done. If anything... If you were wondering, this this clarifies the situation a little bit. I mean, reevaluated in two to three weeks, you probably bet on the three weeks there. At that point, we're almost done with March, and he's reevaluated. So at this point, it would be a shock if we saw him at all this month. And I mean, that kind of the more I think about it, it kind of means he's just done for fantasy officially, yeah. basically. If they were winning games and 
Nurk Alert was still healthy and everything was going swimmingly in mm-hmm. Portland right now, I, I'd be like, oh, maybe he's going to come back and make a late run. But, I mean, there's just no reason he's not playing. You know who is playing, apparently, on Monday, according to the latest blurb on NBC Sports Edge, is Markel Fultz, Steve? Are we going to have a Markel Fultz sighting on Monday? That's the direction things are pointing right now. It's funny that Markel Fultz is in the news because my son... All right, so my whole family plays Wordle together, right? Okay, sure. The word game sweeping sweeping the internet. Yeah, the family that plays Wordle together stays together, right? And we all send we all just send our results. And I don't post them on social media and stuff because I'm I don't do that. But uh, anyway, my son is like, Dad, have you played Purtle? And I'm like, What's Purtle? So somebody invented an NBA player guessing game called Purtle wow. after Jakob Purtle. Even though it's not spelled the same, it is pronounced Purtle. And so you you get a profile picture, just an outline of a guy's head, and you have to guess who it is. So I started with like Trey Young, and it said no, but he plays in the Southeast, and he's in the Eastern Conference. And I was like, oh. And then I guessed Markel Fultz, and it was like no, but he plays for the Magic. And then I was like, oh. It's I know I know this now. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want spoiler alert. It yeah, no spoilers. Anybody no, no who's going to go out there and play play Purtle today, but yeah, no spoilers. Anyway, uh, yeah, Markel Fultz is back, baby. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not really even excited about it. I'm not. I'm. I don't think I'm. I'm not looking for much from Fultz. I don't think he's going to play a ton of minutes. I wouldn't imagine so. I think we last saw him in January of 2021, if I'm not mistaken. So. You'd have to think that there, we're dealing with a minutes cap for a while here. I'm I'm not, yeah, January of 2021. I'm not panicking as far as Cole Anthony is concerned. I think at this point, for me, the only question is, does he do his minutes get high enough to put a dent into Cole Anthony's? Production? That's the real question. That's the real question. They do play four times this week. It'll be, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, welcome back, Markel Fultz. I'm glad he's back. Uh, he was playing well before, before he went down. So, um, Hopefully, hopefully he finishes up season strong without ruining Cole Anthony. By the way, you know who has been playing quite a bit of Pirtle apparently is podcast producer Adam, who says it is incredibly addictive. So Adam, Adam is all in on Pirtle at this point. On Pirtle, on Pirtle, on okay. Pirtle. Yes, all right. I'm in, I'm kind of all in on both of them. I'm I'm excited for the next Pirtle release at midnight. <laughs> right. I'm sure next week. By next week, you will have been playing Pirtle also. I don't know. We'll see. I try to avoid. Yeah. I don't need another thing to like waste time on. No, it's purple. I can't, Steve. I can't be bothered. I'm I'm too important and busy to be part of those silly games. AK, I've been, I'm, I can't take away from my NBA 2K22 battles with my son. That's really all I have the bandwidth for. Oh, uh, been, Soren, we've my, been going my, pretty hard. My son pulled a uh, Cade Cunningham card in 2K last night or something. So okay. Super expensive. Like he's super fired up about it. Great news. I don't play 2K. We have waiver wire leftovers coming up. First, we're going to take a quick break. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. 
the longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA Pick and Roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. We're highlighting matchups between the Knicks and 76ers, Kings and Pelicans, and Thunder and Nuggets. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. All right, Steve, we talked on Friday about Isaiah Jackson. You wanted no part of putting him into your FanDuel lineup. You refused to do it. I said, you're going to regret this, Steve. Lo and behold, in just 23 minutes, 17 points, six rebounds, five blocks. What a bonanza. Followed it up with 11 points, four rebounds, three blocks on Sunday. The minutes are still stuck in the low 20s, but I don't think it's going to be enough. It's not going to matter with Isaiah Jackson. He's such a shot-blocking machine that I think he needs to be rostered pretty much everywhere at this point. It's 47% in Yahoo as of Monday. Yes, I'm in. I agree. Now he's back. We finally get we finally get to see him play a couple games. Yeah, but see, but see, we you had a chance on Friday, Steve. There was an opportunity there to before we knew what was going to happen. His his FanDuel salary was relatively low. You could have you could have really it would have been a heck of a lot better move than Maxi Kleber. I'll tell you that. Oh man, we were talking about that on Friday. Maxi did not fun. Maxi is apparently gone again. He's, He's gone. Well. Yeah, I've dropped him everywhere. I'm not putting him in any more lineups. So Fun Max will be back. He'll be back tonight if they play tonight. Whenever they play. This is this is the Maxi experience, unfortunately. Speaking of the Pacers, quickly, Malcolm Brogdon returned on Friday. So he's back for now um, until the next inevitable aggravation of an injury. But 15 points, four rebounds, four assists in 31 minutes. And Steve, you want to quickly talk about O'Shea Brissett, I believe. I just wanted to mention that how that 26. Point six three pointer game or whatever it was he had on Saturday, I think. Yeah, twenty seven point six rebounds, six threes. I think. Yeah. I mean that's that's balling out. Pacers Pacers have four games this week, and I I feel like if Brissett is sitting there and he's about fifty percent rostered, if mm-hmm. he's sitting there, I think you you pick him up and roll it. See what happens. Yeah, the minutes the last six games: 38, 37, 27, 29, 37. 34. So he's been getting some defensive stats most games, at least one block and five out of his last six. So excellent stuff there. I also want to talk about Trey Mann, who with no Lou Dort, no Josh Giddy in their last game, had 22 points, four rebounds, five assists, two steals, three threes, continuing his excellent run lately. And we know already that there's no Lou Dort, no Josh Giddy on Monday. So man, who's 30% rostered, Steve, becomes a pretty compelling pickup if he's still out there in your league. Zuh. Four, game, four, four games for Oklahoma City. Just make sure you get the right man. Although Terrence Mann's been playing well for the Clippers too. So both team mans are pretty good. The Clippers only go three times this week. Trey Mann, like he's, he's, he doesn't get all the peripheral stats we'd like to see all the time. But, you know, with Giddy, this Giddy news, by the way, which I think is – pretty devastating for yeah, for some it is. some people and kind of came out of nowhere 
I got, I kind of thought Giddy was safe from the Oklahoma City tank, but apparently he's not. But yeah, Trey Mann looks looks great. Four game week, I think he's automatic. And ominous words potentially on Giddy in our latest blurb. Mark Dagnall said that Josh Giddy, right hip soreness, won't play Monday against the Kings and could remain out longer. That last part of that sentence is a little worrisome. And that is that is, I mean, that's the that's the Thunder way, and, and is, that's why. My guy Pokushevsky, you is going to have blow up in this silly season at some point. Oh yeah, March third, right? He's got to have a big game before March third. That's right. Oh, you called a yeah. big. You put a big number on the board. What was that? Twenty-seven and ten or something? Yeah, yeah. As for man, you mentioned the peripheral stats. That his mo had not been getting peripheral stats, but lately he has been eight steals in his last four games. So I'm all in on man at least for this week. Kyle Lowry is out again due to personal reasons on Monday, Steve. And I think if you have room, it's worth adding Gabe Vincent just because, just in case, I should say, Kyle Lowry misses more than one game like he did last time he was out for personal reasons. We don't know as of Monday. Maybe it's just one game. But Vincent, I think, becomes your insurance and potentially is must-have insurance if you have the roster space. I have Kyle Lowry, Matt, in like all my leagues that I care about. Yeah, And it's taking everything I have in my being to not drop him today. I talked to, I talked to you out of dropping him like a week or two ago. I I'm like, I'm literally this, I'm like two beers away from cutting Kyle Lowry. Like that's all it would take. Like I want to do it so bad. And I may still do it. I, I mean, I haven't really dug into my lineups yet. I, my wife and I woke up at, of course, like four o'clock in the morning. We were playing some wordle and whatnot and i was playing with lineups because the yahoo rolled over i'm like i i'm going to cut kyle lowry i i have to do it i i would say maybe but i haven't done it yeah it's it's so hard to find room for like a, a second you know that the insurance player you know these days i think with how good our rosters are steve but i would advise you to try to just add gabe vincent instead of cutting kyle lowry I have so many point guards, though, that I think I could live without Kyle Lowry. And I'm just, I think my life would be fuller, more enjoyable without Kyle Lowry in it. All right. I'm I'm not going to sit here and endorse that move, but I we know that you kind of operate under different rules when it comes to dropping guys. So I wish you luck. I kind of want to do it just so you get that alert that Dr. A has dropped Kyle Lowry. And then you can just be like, oh, man. Uh, in other in other point okay. guard news, on Friday, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, Derek Rose had a procedure on his right ankle. The hope, apparently, is that he can return to the lineup in one to two weeks. In the meantime, Steve, I know you're thrilled that the Knicks are starting Alec Burks at point guard. You love that they're doing this. In terms of fantasy, I want to be excited about Burks, who played 34 and 33 minutes in back-to-back games. Unfortunately, on Sunday, that resulted in six points, six rebounds, no assists. Just a total dud of a game from him. I mean, I do expect better. I think of Burks as a guy who will produce when he's given a chance. So the fact that he's getting 30-plus minutes right now, I'm inclined to bet on him if he's out there. Yeah, I don't. I I really don't know what to say about the New York Knicks anymore, Matt. They play three games this week. I don't trust Alec Burks. I mean, he's, he had some big games this year. He He was on fire there for like a week. Yes. Emmanuel quickly though, what what did Emmanuel quickly do in that game? He scored like twenty five points. I feel like he did twenty one, five rebounds, one assist. Julius Randall was apparently the point guard in that game Sunday with his seven dimes. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I I'm finding someone else to pick up 
these. I'd rather pick up Gabe Vincent than mess with Alec Burks. After our podcast on Friday, word came down that Rajan Rondo, uh, this is via Cavs reporter Chris Fedor, by the way, Rondo is going to miss approximately two weeks of action. And with Darius Garland still out, Brandon Goodwin got 38 minutes on Saturday for the Cavs. He didn't do much. He struggled shooting eight points, five rebounds, six assists. But am I right that he's only 5% rostered, Steve? I'm double-checking that. But what are your thoughts on Goodwin, given the state of the point guard position in Cleveland? I kind of like Brandon Goodwin. I think think he is a good add right now. And who knows? I mean, he's really the only point guard they've got. And they play four games this week. So... I think Brandon Goodwin is a good ad. I think taking a Chetty Osman pill this week might be pres- prescription wise. Like, no, we can't do it again, can we? He just he went for 19 points, four rebounds, five assists, a steal, and two threes, which is great. That, that's a great game. But how many lineups was he in? He's only six percent rostered. And how badly are we going to get burned if we pick him up? I just I'm not going to do it. If you want to, if you want to do it, then I, I wish you luck again, dude. I may drop, I may, in fact, live on the air right now, I might drop Kyle Lowry and pick up Chetty Austin. I might do, do it. it. I might do it. As your, as your co-manager, I, I can't endorse that move, but you you hold the keys to the vehicle. I think I've already picked up my Chetty pill okay. in most of my leagues already. I'm, feel, I'm feeling Chetty this week. All right, let's do a little Wizards talk here. This is not a waiver wire situation because he's rostered in more leagues than really would make him a waiver pickup, I think 59%. But Daniel Gafford, 29-24 minutes the last two games, that's an encouraging sign. What is not an encouraging sign for any Wizards point guard you recently picked up is that this team is planning to sign. I'm checking to see if they already did or are planning to. They're planning to sign Tomas Sadoransky, their old friend, Steve, which just completely, I think, muddles the situation there where you'll now have Neto, Ish Smith, and Sadoransky what a mess this is potentially about to become the point guard position in Washington. Is there with that set to happen? Can you imagine that you'd want any of those guys? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, they were rough to begin with. They play three games. Like I don't want any part of all of it. Yeah. I mean, I think if I was going to bet on one guy, it would probably be Sadoransky, but my expectations are quite low no. there as well. No, Corey, just Kispert, no. Corey Kispert and Denny have, Avdija, those are your guys. I'm not messing with any Washington centers. I don't care how many minutes Gafford plays. Not doing it. All right. The Denny update, Steve. Um, he had a good game on Friday. 14 points, nine rebounds, two steals, one block, two triples, and I think what was a double overtime game. But then he had a scoreless outing on Saturday, and I feel compelled to tell you that I pulled a Steve Alexander and I cut him in multiple leagues right after that. I was so mad. I was just Done. And now I'm, I kind of woke up and regretted it the next day, but that's where we are. You dropped Denny? Yeah. I, I just, his, I was, I mean, it was a really, a really bad game. And he only played, yeah, he only played 23 minutes. Now, I think that was too reactionary of me, but that's just what happened in the moment. Yeah, it'll happen. Now, if you look at his <laughs> game log before that, he was, it, I know. things were going pretty well. He should they bounce were. back. But again, I, I mean, you, you can live with it because they only play three times this week and you don't you don't need you don't need Denny Abdia to go out there and stink for two out of three games. You don't need that in your life, Matt. I'm a little you've got more important things to worry about, like Pirtle and Wordle yeah. and 2K and I mean you got a lot going on. I may on. try to get him back. Uh, see if he clears 
clears waivers. I'm we we might reunite, but that's where we are as of now. Is that one of those? Is that one of those Yahoo leagues where when you try to pick the guy that you dropped up, it's like sorry, you can't even put in a claim for it. No, you can you can do until it. he clears. No, you can do it. Thank you, thank you, Yahoo, for that. I love no, that. No, no, no. In in I think in all my leagues, you can reclaim. Okay. Jalen Smith, we definitely on Friday told someone to cut Jalen Smith. I remember it distinctly. And he went out and had two good <laughs> games over the weekend, 16 points and six rebounds with two threes and a block, then a double-double, 12 points, 10 rebounds with two triples. And notably, he played 26 and 29 minutes in those back-to-back games, 22% rostered. So I guess great weekend for Jalen Smith. I'm a little more encouraged here, Steve, but I still don't think he's a must-roster. What are your thoughts? I don't even know what's going on in Indiana. Like, why are they winning games? How are they blowing out the Celtics? Yeah. How are guys like Isaiah Jackson, O'Shea Brissett, Jalen Smith, how are they all coexisting and playing well? Like, what is happening? I I don't even know. I don't, I, they're 21 and 41. And now they seem like they're better than they've been all season. Like everybody's, Fired up right now. Tyrese Halliburton is playing like a monster. Buddy Heald looks reborn. Mm-hmm. Brogdon's back. They're all playing together. Like it, it, nothing makes sense. It's like pseudo Pacers, Matt. Everything yeah, is weird there right you're now. You're right. Them crushing the Celtics is one of the more odd developments. It's all. It's all just. It's all weird. <laughs> Pacers four games this week, so there's a lot going on there. There's probably a, some pickup options. Yeah, and I mean, I think Jalen Smith is one of them. Like I said, 22% rostered. Yeah, I didn't really talk about him, did I? <laughs> Hope on your question. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I've got trust issues with, with guys we haven't really seen do well for extended stretches. But like we said, the Pacers have won 21 games. This is the ultimate, we're going to play the kids. We're going to play the mm-hmm. play the guys oh, and Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald. But they're they're throwing the kids right. out there with those guys, and and it seems like they're having fun. So may, now we just need Miles Turner to come back and cloud that whole thing up, and we'll be good to go. <laughs> we're not fortunately we're not there yet. Gary Payton the second has eleven steals and four triples in his last three games total. Steve Kerr has talked him up recently. He's only ten percent rostered, Steve, and I think that number probably should go up based on what we've seen from GP two recently. And he's he's been starting for the Warriors too, which yeah. is which is nice. What did he do? What what did he do for me lately? Sunday night, six of eleven, a three pointer, thirteen points, three steals, three assists, two boards. That's pretty. That's pretty fun. Only three games this week, and then two games before that, six six steals and a block. Sorry to cut you off. Only three two games, games before that for the dubs this week so that hurts a little bit but i mean if you're in a deeper league and that's he might be the best thing available on your waiver wire so yeah he's certainly worth a look right now and in three games this guy can easily get you eight to ten steals no trouble he can easily uh brian rosenworcel's guy isaiah hartenstein is the last guy i want to talk about steve he has nine blocks in his last three games combined now the caveat is he only played 10 minutes on sunday but he managed 12 (laughs) points four rebounds and two blocks if it's a zubats just had a huge game on sunday so that played a part there but this is kind of a seesaw situation between these two guys i think and so hartenstein's not a guy i've run out to add but in a deeper league i think there's some intrigue here he's 15 percent rostered now, Zubach had 14 points, 15 boards, and six blocks in yes, that he game. Did. Yes, he did. Hartenstein 
went six for seven with 12 <laughs> points, four boards, and two blocks. Yeah. And he had four fouls, so he was in foul trouble. So you add in the foul trouble with how well Zubach was playing. That's that's probably why he didn't play very much. Um, man, those are some big numbers from a couple of mediocre centers in L.A. So pretty pretty impressive for both of them. Um, Hartenstein, I think is he should have been he should be on everybody's radar at this point. Just and I mean he's been playing well for a month. And look, the first game after the All-Star break, he had 11.7 rebounds, six assists, and two blocks. That was a close game. In the blowout win over the Rockets before the All-Star break, he had 13 points, eight rebounds, three steals, five blocks. So good to see him doing it in non-garbage time games as well. Lately. Now that Clippers schedule is kind of lame. They go three times this week, four games next week, and then they go 3-2. Mm. So they have a two game week smack in the middle of when a bunch of teams play. Yeah, I don't for like that. March twenty first. Don't so like it. That's not no. good. That's not good. All right, Steve, you got any final thoughts before we get out of here? I do, Matt. I want to know. I feel like we're in the middle, the in the midst of one of the best MVP races we've ever had. Like initially, I was like, Joel Embiid's going to win MVP. That that's who the voters like. Right. It's automatic. But now, Ja Morant is right there and doing Embiid like things for the Grizzlies. And then DeMar DeRozan is having the season of his life. Mm-hmm. And I, I still think Embiid's probably the favorite just because of his name, but who, who, who you got? Yeah. I, I'm leaning toward Embiid still, but I, it would, it would strangely warm my heart to see DeRozan win it. I've really, DeRozan has really grown on me in the last year or two. Like seeing what he's done with the bulls this year has just been awesome. And that guy just, single-handedly keeping the mid-range jumper alive is also spectacular to see uh, in an era where that shot is just kind of forgotten. That's been pretty cool. So it would be fun. I don't, I don't think DeRozan's going to win it, but it'd be fun to see. He could win it. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing Ja win it just because of how mean the Ja we were before the season started. And Jared was like, you guys are insane. Ja is the best basketball player in the world. And he was basically right. Well, in fairness, we did say... If I remember correctly, we were we were very clear to draw the line between reality and fantasy. If I remember correctly, and we were wrong on both, we were wrong there too. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We'd appreciate that. We're here every day this week as our fantasy seasons really escalate. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening live. What? Watching live and listening. That's what it is. Steve, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. I'm going to go cut Lowry. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, Steve. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.